Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey, everybody. Tom Salemi here. Welcome back. This is the OIS Podcast. Very grateful to have you here. Thank you for joining us. NEA made some news recently. Uh, the venture firm closed on a $3.3 billion fund, which is the largest it's raised and the largest ever raised. It's a couple of ticks uh, larger than the fund it closed in 2015. That was about 3.1. So uh, NEA is uh, in the same neighborhood, but uh, maybe just moved up the street a little bit in terms of investing. And it continues to invest heavily in biotech and medical devices, and it continues to invest in ophthalmology. And one of the principles of its ophthalmology practice is uh, Dr. Ali Babahani, who is a partner at NEA. And uh, he's an investor in uh, Clarvista, in Oculive. He was a Series A investor in Oculive. So uh, I had the chance to speak with him at OIS, at ASCRS. So I'm, I'm very fortunate that we're able to bring you that interview. He'll talk a bit about the Oculive experience, about, about his other experiences in ophthalmology, and about uh, areas of interest in ophthalmology that he'll be pursuing. And uh, now he'll be doing that with uh, a portion of a $3.3 billion fund. So I thought it was worth a conversation and one that I wanted to share with you. Before I let you go, do remember that uh, OIS at ASRS is happening on August 10th in Boston. Go to OIS.net to register. And now let's get into this conversation with Ali Babahani. Ali, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's nice to, to hear that you're a semi-regular attendee to OIS whenever your schedule allows. Yeah, I love OIS. It's been, it's been great to see it grow and it's it's really interesting because I think it's become the one conference where, you know, everyone now comes to this OIS sessions and then goes, you know, versus staying all the way through ES, ASCRS or ESCRS or mm. AEO. So it's been it's been really interesting to see it grow. No, it's it's nice to, to, to sort of be a destination. And uh, you mentioned that ophthalmology is obviously you're coming here, so it's a passion of yours. What is it about ophthalmology that you find uh, most intriguing? Is it purely an investment thing or does it go deeper than that? No, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's, there are a couple of unique aspects to it. I mean, one, you know, you have um, a group of physicians who really want to try to push the envelope and develop innovative things and try new things. And so, you know, that doesn't happen in all areas and ophthalmology is sort of unique that way. I think you have kind of an interesting universe of strategic buyers who are really kind of ophthalmology focused. You know, they're, most medical device companies do a lot of, you know, do, do everything, but, you know, you have, you know, um, companies like Alcon and BNL, which are you know really ophthalmology focused, and um, and and then I think you know it's just the crop of companies that are developing new technologies. I think it's um, sort of it's not a cottage industry, but it's it's one of these um, spaces where you know you can become really super you know specialized. Like you know, look at Bill Link, for example. I mean, built a career doing ophthalmology mm-hmm. device investing, and um, and it, you don't see that in other areas. But I, I think it's a vibrant space. You know, there. Um, there are a lot of new innovations, and that's why I love it. Yeah, it seems to be the, the right size. I kind of call it like a large, small town where you you know everybody, or at least a lot of that's people. Right. But you can always meet someone new, and their circles always expand, and you're all kind of pulling together. It's it is a it's a very unique specialty. Yeah, that's right. And you know, in OIS, I mean, that's really unique. I mean, I, don't, I was trying to think of other areas, even like oncology, which is big. You know, where you have an OIS like um, event mm-hmm. around a medical meeting. And I think people have tried to replicate it, but it just really hasn't caught on. And so it is, I think, partly unique because, you know, there are, you know, 
strategics dedicated to the space, investors who like to um, invest in the space, and then you have um, entrepreneurs who are building new innovative companies. And I think it is, it's really become a, a you know, unique nexus um, around some of these medical meetings and having a more of a business bent to, uh, to you know, what's usually would be a, uh, um, an academic meeting. Mm-hmm. And you uh, had a hand in uh, one of the, the, the companies we honor today, Oculive. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a great story, I think, because I think part of it's nostalgia, just these four people starting this company yeah. that grew into a great product and a, and a great uh, a great acquisition for a, an important strategic. Uh, what was it what – what do you think it was about that story? Was it merely that the technology worked? Was it just uh, – what was, what was behind – the success of it. Yeah, I think what was unique was, um, you know, usually in venture capital, you want to back someone who's had, you know, prior successes, maybe has gray hair, you know, on the healthcare side, unlike the tech side, where if you're, you have gray hair, it's a dis- competitive disadvantage. It's, mm-hmm. it's the opposite in healthcare. And I think, you know, it was a, it was sort of an interesting group of people who, you know, had never run companies before, had been upper management companies. And, you know, young people who got together had this idea. And, you know, obviously it morphed over time, but really sort of took something and ran with it and didn't look back. And I think that was what was so unique about it, at least from my perspective, and getting a chance to back people like, you know, Michael Ackerman and Jim Loudon and, you know, and, and Andy and others. I mean, it was that that was the fun part um, was seeing them take something that was really an idea and actually make it a reality. And you know, in a space where you know dry eye has just been historically tough, right? Today we look at dry eye and say, okay, well, there's a lot going on. But I think we all forget, you know, four or five years ago, I mean, how it was a graveyard, right? I mean, fifteen, twenty topical drugs that had uh, essentially never been able to make it, you know, to the finish line. And I think the bar actually is not, you know, everyone says the bar is high in dry eye, but it's, it's really not, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, Wiley just wants you to hit a sign and a symptom, right, in, a, in, a, in two studies. That's really, you know, when you kind of think about it, achieving statistical significance in two studies isn't that high of a bar. But it's been a high bar because, you know, no drug has been able to do that. And, you know, the unique thing about Oculeave was that, you know, when you looked at kind of the treatment effect size and the, the, of the efficacy, it was, it was a lot larger than what you saw with topical drugs. And that, that's what, you know, sort of made it different and unique from a technology standpoint. But it was really the people, the technology all coming together that, um, and then, you know, and they just never looked back. And mm-hmm. I think that was the, that was the, um, the best part of the story, I think. Hi, everybody. Tom here. I just want to take a quick break to remind you once again that OIS at ASRS is happening on August 10th in Boston. And if you register now for OIS at ASRS and OIS at AAO, which is happening on November 9th in New Orleans, you can uh, benefit from our double play package. You'll uh, get access uh, registration to two conferences for the price of uh, $16.95. So you'll save yourself about 300 bucks. So please go to OIS.net to register for both OIS at ASRS and OIS at AAO. And we will see you in Boston and then in New Orleans. Now back to this conversation. Do you see that happening in other areas? For example, maybe presbyopia, which also I think has had its trouble and was yeah. an area that stayed away now, comes up a lot. comes yeah. a lot in the meeting. We're starting to see a lot of movement there as well. Yeah, I think, you know, it's – you know that's an interesting market in that you know theoretically it's a it's a very big potential you know total addressable market. Sure. I think the question's always been you know do you, is there a technology that can really 
uh, penetrate that that you know huge market and i think that's that's sort of been the the big question mark in that space but you know i think anywhere where there's unmet need and you find a good solution that can you know solve the problem that's easy for either patients or physicians to use um, i think is going to be a big opportunity and no one's really cracked presbyopia and i think that's um that's why you know there's been so much interest in in in, in um, investment in the space mm-hmm. um, and so you know when you look at the landscape of where the next innovation is going to happen. I mean, certainly MIGS has been one area where you've seen a lot of, um, you know, a flurry of acquisitions and I think where people see big growth opportunities in ophthalmology, but certainly presbyopia, you know, potential, you know, huge market could be the next. And so, um, and so that's, you know, remains to be seen if someone can find that perfect solution that can crack it. Interestingly, I think, you know, a lot of the early investment activity were around sort of the corneal inlays that you saw with like revision and AccuFocus. Um, but now you're seeing topical drugs being developed and it'll be interesting to see um, whether it's an Encore Vision or, um, or some of the other companies that are developing these drugs, whether they can really sort of um, solve that, that problem or not. Yeah, that's, that would be truly a, 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 a story to honor someday if that, uh, yeah. if that develops into something given the potential exit for there. You mentioned MIGS. You do, you do have a bet there, right? And they're, and they're, yeah, we're investors in Ivantis. Yep. Yep. And they had some news of late? Um, so, you know, they've the, – the strategy there has always been to, you know, use the um, natural outflow pathway, Schlem's Canal, and, mm-hmm. and to develop a device where, you know, you can improve upon the efficacy um, that, that's um, – that's been seen with the other MIGS devices. And that's always been the strategy to try and differentiate on a clinical benefit mm-hmm. basis. Um, so, um, so yeah, so Ivanis has been enrolling their PMA study and, and um, I think we'll uh, be coming, you know, up to the, to, to turning over the data card there in the near future. That'd be great. So what, NEA is a, a well-capitalized firm. What areas are you looking at within ophthalmology? You've had success with Oculive and yeah. Dry. You've also had, you mentioned, problems before. You had less success in dry earlier yeah. on, but I'm sure Oculive cured you of that. Yeah. What's the next dry eye or what, what areas in ophthalmology are you looking at? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think it's one that I keep asking myself or asking myself that same question as well. And I think, you know, um, hard to say, right? I think, you know, and sometimes you can't chart out the course and it, it you know, I wasn't expecting to do Oculive and it just happened, you know, especially after falling off the horse once, um, makes it a lot harder to get back on there. And so it wasn't like I was, you know, searching, looking to do a, a dry eye um, deal at that time. And it just happened that it was a confluence of things. And I ultimately decided to get back on that horse. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting time in ophthalmology. I think, you know, certainly when you look at the landscape and I think John North um, in his talk showed, you know, Series A's, in medical device companies are are um, are on the whole investments are down and while there you know there are some more interesting Series A companies that have been started I think on a whole the question is sort of where is the next um, area for innovation um, and it's it's always hard to say I mean I think it's one of those things where you sort of you'll know it when you see it um, and certainly that was the case with Clarivista for us and. Um, and but I'm sure there will be other spaces, and I think the real, you know, and so I don't have a good answer for you because I'm actually asking that same question today in terms of trying to figure out, you know, where do I want to go and invest in next. Um, but I do know I like ophthalmology both on the drug and the device side, and it's it's definitely something that um, I'm looking to, you know, for us to make more investments in. Terrific. Well, we're happy you're here, looking I hope for potential investments at some of our OIS companies. Definitely. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. 
Well, that is a wrap. Thank you, Ali Babahani, for joining us on the podcast and for sitting down at OIS at ASRS. It's a pleasure to uh, to get your thoughts on ophthalmology. We'll be sharing them both in this podcast. You can also go to OIS.net and check out the video interview. I had a chance to uh, record the entire conversation on camera. And uh, again, it's on OIS.net. While you're there, please do consider registering for OIS at ASRS, which is happening on August 10th. And since you're probably going to AAO anyway, sign up for OIS at AAO at the same time. Take advantage of our double play package. This uh, will expire on July 10th, this saving. So uh, you might want to get to it. Save yourself uh, $295 if you register for both conferences now. Finally, uh, give us a ranking in iTunes. Let us know how we're doing with the podcast. Feel free to send me an email, tom at healthyg.com. That's the word health, followed by letters egy.com. Let me know how we're doing. Let me know who we should talk to. And uh, again, don't forget to register for OIS at ASRS. It's coming up. Sign up now, and we will see you in Boston.